With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we begin today's show, one of ESPN's most rapidly growing podcasts is The Right Time with Bomani Jones. So if you want to hear a unique perspective on everything going on in the sports world, I suggest you check it out wherever you get your podcasts. And if you didn't know, Former teammates are going to war this Saturday at UFC 258 as the undefeated Kamaru Usman defends his welterweight title against Gilbert Burns only on ESPN+. Plus. UFC 258 is exclusively available to ESPN Plus subscribers for $69.99. Visit ESPNPlus.com slash PPV for all the details. Welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we are doing on Wednesday afternoon. Joined, of course, by Tim McMahon from Dallas, Texas. Tim, welcome. Uh, Unless you introduce me properly by nickname, (laughs) I am not participating. Well, you know, on this podcast going forward, I don't even think I'm going to call you Tim anymore. I'll just call you Band McMahon. Beautiful. You're not going to use Tim because also joining us from Boston is Tim Bontemps, who will just be Bontemps or Timmy Goodtimes or Timmy GT. Or a bunch of things that they'll have to uh, beep out if it's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> right. Always um, true. Always on brand. Um, so Bontemps had a story. He does this. Do you do this twice a year, Bontemps? Like early? Yeah, in usually, a couple, usually, usually a couple times a year. Sometimes three, depending. But this year, I think it'll be twice. And you did this uh, at the Post, Washington Post, too. Is that right? I started that? at the Washington Post. This being the uh, MVP straw poll to yes. introduce it. Yeah. So the, his first MVP straw poll came out. And let me just say that. Um, uh, so you asked 100 people, right? Asked 100 people. Uh, tried to mimic the actual voting as much as possible. So while not everybody ultimately ended up having a vote, uh, got at least two people from all 28 markets, got some people from uh international uh, from around the world from international markets and uh use the same number of voters 100 voters that we have at the end of the season to try to get try to get a sense of where the race stands if it ended if the season ended today right let me just say that this poll has been very predictive um of the mvp not maybe not necessarily the early season poll uh but the late season poll certainly has been right on the money like last year for example it predicted a Giannis landslide which it was a Giannis, a Giannis landslide. I think he got 85 of the 100 votes, something like that. Um, and uh, it's also, I think, important to point out that you are. this is not like 10, 10 of your friends 
who cover the league, what do you think? Like this is like a systematic, you went to all the markets so that the small markets are represented, the big markets are represented. You talk to the national media, likely MVP voters. Well, so something out real quick. It would yes. be impossible for Bon Tim to do something with 10 of his friends because that's like five times more than he has. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you vote in this, McMahon? Were you blessed with a, a vote? I did. I did. Even though I don't I didn't have a ballot last year. So um, I and I don't think I'll have a ballot this year. But yes, I did vote in this. All right. So. All right. That's the uh, the ground. Uh, that's the uh, the preamble. So. You did this. Um, I did vote uh, for this, and I will say that my one, two, three were the same one, two, three of the um, of the of the results. Uh, we'll see what McMahon uh, ended up with. But um, why don't you break down what you saw here uh, in your in your results? There's also the story and results are also on ESPN.com, and you can get some more detail in this voting. But just uh, break it down for us. Yeah, so the quick the quick top five was in order: uh, LeBron James, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, those are the only five guys to get more than 100 total points, and those those were the you know five guys who were most represented on the ballots. Those were the five guys who were on over um, more than half the ballots. Um, and to me, the the biggest takeaway from this really overall is that I think this is going to end up being an incredibly tight race between. LeBron and Joel Embiid uh, going forward this season. Um, you know, I started asking people who their choices were for this on Friday afternoon. That was about 12 hours after LeBron and the Lakers demolished the Nuggets in the second half in a game in LA and Nikola Jokic played poorly and LeBron was spectacular. And I think that was enough of a boost to lift him past Embiid, but um, they were closer in the first and second place voting in this. They were 95 points apart. That's easily the closest of any ballot that I've done over the past four or five years that I've done this. And, you know, I think given where the league is at right now, kind of the overall structure of the league, I think that um, the timing of the, the vote certainly, I think, helped LeBron a little bit. And I also think that as the season goes forward, you know, if Embiid can continue to play the way he has been, I think the Sixers are going to be at the top of the East, and um, it's going to give him a real shot to get in the mix here. So, uh, I I thought it was going to be close with LeBron Embiid and Nikola Jokic, and it turned out to be the case. The spread of those three guys was the same as it was between Giannis and LeBron last year in the first poll that I did. Um, okay, so and, real quick, uh, you, you yeah, sure. Mention LeBron had fifty-three first place votes. Yeah, I should have said that. LeBron had fifty-three first place votes. Joel Embiid had 23, and Nikola Jokic had 18. And then there was a smattering from a few other guys. But Embiid had the most second-place votes and the most third-place votes by a pretty healthy margin. This is shaping up to be, McMahon, a, a very hotly debated MVP race. Um, I think people are going to have are going to be into their feelings on this one. For a number of different reasons, um, I, I, you know, we talked a little bit about the MVP last week, and I brought up that a, a true center hasn't won it in in twenty one years. It was Shaq in two thousand? Um, you know, Garnett. Real quick, and- Brian, the the one that this the race that this reminds me of is two thousand five with Steve Nash and Shaq, and I, I have a feeling not that the players aren't exactly analogous, but that was a super close vote. It was the last vote that was really close. 
controversial. It would, not this, it would not shock me if this ends up being a similarly hotly contested vote in the end. Um, controversial. Uh, I think it was Dan Levitard, but other people followed through who thought that race played a, a role in the voting that year. Um, uh, McMahon, how did you vote? Uh, you know, my top of? five. My top five went exactly how Bontemps spit out the the poll results, with the exception of Embiid and Jokic flips. So I had Jokic two, Embiid three. Now I submitted my uh, votes Friday afternoon. Um, it was not a great weekend for the Nuggets as a whole. You know, right now I would probably flip those guys, given that. The Sixers are at the top of the standings, and the uh, the Nuggets are just a game above 500. You know, although the Warriors are only a game above 500, uh, I did see Steph Curry score 57 the night after. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, live and in person, I saw him score 57 the so, night after my votes. Uh, you know, Steph. There were a couple of people who wanted to switch their Steph votes after that too. Yeah, he. I, I might have put him at fifth, and then he followed it up. And, you know, with another big performance. I mean, he's he is. Full blown Steph Curry cooking right now. Yeah, so like that's the, I, I don't want to get into I, what what to do about Steph is a topic here. I don't want to talk. I don't want to get off LeBron uh, Embiid here uh, first. Um, LeBron is he is he in first place? He was first place on my belt. Is he in first place because of his play this year, or is he in first place because he was so damn good in the bubble? And uh, the Lakers were so impressive and give me my respect to, and Giannis was a, he was a two-time champ. We haven't even mentioned Giannis's name right. yet. He wasn't in the top five. We'll talk about that. How much of, how much of this is um, the LeBron James total resume? Affecting? The LeBron James lifetime achievement award. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say lifetime. The guys won four MVPs, but. How much of that is weighing? How much of that is factoring into this vote? Well, I think it's, I think it was a lot of it in the sense that you you laid this out well. I thought on Sunday, Brian, in that in a race where there isn't a clear front runner, right? LeBron is kind of by default the front runner because he's seen as the best player in the world, yeah, and obviously came like, off. You did not like what I said on that podcast that I think that it was difficult to defend LeBron that Giannis winning last year. You didn't like that. Yeah, Giannis, Giannis had a had one of the greatest statistical seasons in NBA history and won in a landslide. It was it was a it was he was clearly the MVP of the regular season. Um th there was really no disputing that. Now, if you want to say was Giannis the best player in the league last season, I think then you can go into a different discussion and talk about the playoffs, talk about the way LeBron led his team to the championship in the bubble and say, "Well, no, LeBron retook his place as the best player in basketball, but that's different than who was the MVP of the regular season. That was, there was, this was not like Carl Malone and Michael Jordan in 1997 when they were split by a handful of first place votes. I think it was 63 to 52 and Michael Jordan was clearly a better player than Carl Malone at the time. And you could say, well, why are you voting for Carl Malone over Michael Jordan? Right. This was LeBron, LeBron, Finishing a very deserving second, but behind a guy who was a very deserving first. Yeah, last and, year Giannis Giannis had the best regular season for the team that had the best regular season record. He would have gotten my vote. Now, having said that, if it's close, the tie goes to LeBron because he 100%. is 
look, if you if you say which player is the best player in the league, not who had the best regular season, who's the best player in the league? I think if you take that straw poll, you're probably getting a hundred LeBrons. If not, it's going to be really close to unanimous. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate. I mean, so if if it's close, LeBron gets the benefit of the doubt because if if the playoffs are starting, you say. Which guy would you most rather, you know, would you most want on your team? It's LeBron, no questions asked. And so, again, if it's if it's close, LeBron absolutely gets and deserves the benefit of the doubt for, you know, really a, a decade and a half of proving again and again and again that he is the best player in the league. It is a regular season award, but all that stuff is part of the context that you can use to, to break a tie for right, sure. So here's kind of what's happened with LeBron. He won his MVPs his last two years, the first time in Cleveland, two 60-win teams, number one overall seeds, sort of the, you know, his his sort of five-year prime, prime, prime. I mean, you could argue he's still in his prime now, but his prime, prime, peak, peak of, of his of his powers um, was sort of the end of his run in Cleveland his, in his years in Miami. Um, his years in Miami, you know, th- there are certain people who say LeBron is as good as he's ever been. He thinks the game as good as he's ever been. He is not at the peak of his powers, and he would admit this if he had to. Um, I encourage you to go back and go. If you find saw LeBron Highland. in person. If you saw LeBron in person, those years in Miami, you know he's still incredible, but he is not like that guy was something to behold. He, he's LeBron, not. He's not the athlete that he used to be, but he's still. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what top five, top ten physical and athletic specimen in the league. Yes, for sure. And, but he was, and there are things that are, you said he thinks it, he thinks the game as well as he ever has, and he's shooting the ball as, as well as he ever has. Actually, so there are not. aspects. He's not I mean, actually. He's 40% from three. He's I know, done that but I'm telling you, career. <clears throat> go look at the numbers from his heat years. I'm looking at him right now. One I think he had a season where he shot 57%. Okay, I'm saying he's shooting the three. He's shooting the three more often and today, as effective as he ever has. Today he's shooting the three more often. Let's see where he's at at the end of the season. But during the 26-game winning streak, I will put forth that during the 26-game winning streak, the Miami Heat had in the 2012-13 season, I will argue that that was LeBron at the peak, the absolute peak of his powers. Um, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but he went through a span there where he shot like 70% over like a six or seven game span. The guy was, and defensively just a beast, Mm -hmm. just any loose pass that came in his direction. It was a dunk or it was the start of a fast break. Um, just a beast. Uh, having said that the way he is playing now, the way he takes over games and just controls games you know, total Neo from the matrix LeBron. I mean, he didn't have that kind of mastery to slow the game down the way he does now. But when it comes to like, you know, I see people say that he hasn't lost a step. That's just not true. (laughs) Um, Well, he's the last five years. His two point field goal percentage has gone from 61% to 60% to 58% to 56% to 55%. What yeah, I mean, which he, by the way, let me just point out, it's still pretty damn good. No, it's really oh, good. Yeah. I'm not. I'm to be clear. I when I say uh, like Heat LeBron is the better version of LeBron. It surely does not mean LeBron is bad. LeBron's incredible. It's just like that. LeBron was like could do all the could do 
you know, 95% of the cerebral stuff and also was the best athlete I've ever seen on a basketball court at the same time. Like, yeah. just, it was unbelievable. It's like watching a human freight train play all the time. By the way, Le- LeBron, during that 27-game win streak, average 27. 27. I can yep. never remember. 26 yeah. was the losing streak that Cleveland had, 27 game. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm looking it up on basketball reference right now. Uh, average 27 points, 8.1 rebounds, 8.0 assists, shooting about 58% from the floor, 37-plus from a, from three-point range. I mean, that's <laughs> insane. That's, and those numbers but, don't sound as impressive because to, today, like, everybody and their brother averages 27 a game. That was back when, like, games were played, you know, 101 to 96, yeah. not when games were 127, 120. Yeah. By the way, um, this year, averaging 26, 8, 8. Shooting fifty percent from the floor, forty percent from three point range. That's still pretty damn impressive. But as long as you got his numbers up there, what are his three point percentages for the last five years? I can read them to I, you. Thirty six percent, thirty six percent, thirty four percent, thirty five percent, thirty nine point eight percent this year. Okay, so okay, thirty nine percent this year. Thirty nine point eight. He just dipped under we, forty with his last couple of games. Where do we think he's going to end up? Yeah, he's going to end up at like thirty five, thirty six percent. Pretty. That good. would be. That would be. I'll, I'll that would be my guess. I'll take the right. But you know, it's just he's not, you know, he, okay. Anyway, I just wonder if LeBron is close, the guilt that the voters may have of not giving him the MVP for the last decade may tilt in his favor. Also, the politicking that he did in the bubble. I mean, it yeah. was a master politicking thing. And let's be honest, LeBron is a. I mean, he is a phenomenal media politician. He he knows how to lobby. He also knows how to distribute touches, uh, so to speak. Um, <laughs> I mean, the guy, listen, if you think the West Coast vote angle is not going to be LeBron's, come on now. Well, he got, uh, well, anyway, I'll leave that alone. Every college football season, Goodyear knows the importance of winning on the road. The road will always demand confidence, the confidence to handle whatever the journey brings and to perform under tough conditions. And just like the players and the fans of college football, Goodyear is ready. Are you ready for the road? Visit Goodyear.com to find the right Goodyear tires for whatever road you're on this season. Goodyear, more driven. Every college football season, Goodyear knows the importance of winning on the road. The road will always demand confidence, the confidence to handle whatever the journey brings and to perform under tough conditions. And just like the players and the fans of college football, Goodyear is ready. Are you ready for the road? Visit Goodyear.com to find the right Goodyear tires for whatever road you're on this season. Goodyear, more driven. So I watched uh, Embiid last night um, play the game against Sack. Embiid did not have a good game by his standards, uh, but yet down the stretch, he carried the Sixers to victory uh, against Sacramento. Sacramento had been red hot. They'd won four in a row and seven of eight. It was, a, it was a game that could have gone either way. They were trailing the whole game, and they came back. It's probably the fourth or fifth time that I've watched, well, maybe the fourth time that I've watched um, Embiid carry the Sixers to a win, dating all the way back to opening night against Toronto, um, where he had the ball in his hands the whole fourth quarter. Like, I'm not saying he brought it up, but – they right. gave it to him. They're running um, through him. And, you know, I know you follow Philly close, Bontemps. You know, you think his case is going to improve as the season goes along because, I mean, they've got the best record in the East. Yeah, I mean, and, and to your point, he was not at his best last night, and he had 25-17, six assists, two steals, and two blocks in 35 minutes. 
and went 13 for 14 from the line, um, which is a pretty damn good night. Uh, yeah, I look, I think that Embiid, to me, has been the best player in the league so far this season. Um, he has been dominant. He has showed up in great shape. He said repeatedly in the preseason and in the offseason, he was very mad that he didn't make an All-NBA team last year, and he was determined to make sure that that didn't happen again. And he has showed up and backed that up in every sense. And if he and makes All-NBA or wins MVP. He is eligible for the Supermax, which would get him a bunch of money, which doesn't hurt either as a motivational tool. But look, he you've said this to me a whole bunch of times, Brian. He looks so happy playing this year. The Sixers have remade the roster to perfectly accentuate um, his skills, right? They add Seth Curry, who has been dynamite for them when he's been healthy. They swap out Al Horford for Danny Green. Tobias Harris is playing really well. They have a ton of shooting now around him on the roster. He has a ton of um, – that allows him to attack inside, get get a lot of touches, get a lot of buckets. He's playing great. And I think to your point, as this season goes along, you know, Everything has been such kind of as has been such a muddled mess so far overall for the league between everything going on with COVID and um, you know games being rescheduled all over the place and obviously you know people are now starting to focus in on the season now that the um, the Super Bowl is over and it's kind of you know basketball kind of takes center stage. Uh, I think if Philly can stay at the top of the Eastern Conference, and especially if you know one of McMahon's teams, the Utah Jazz continue to play the way they're playing and stay atop the West. Um, I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, race between these guys to see if Embiid can kind of push his way over the finish line and get this award. But I, I agree totally with what both of you guys have said in that if this is a close award or a close race down the end, the pull to give LeBron a fifth MVP after he's come close to winning and arguably could have won a whole bunch of times is going to be a really strong pull. And I think, you know, so for me, for Embiid to win, he's got to be a clear step ahead at the end. Because if it's a photo finish, I would you would have to think that it's going to kind of be like the way this vote played out where it's really close, but LeBron gets just enough of an edge to push his way past. The thing is, is that so many of those years, LeBron really didn't go hard in the, in the regular season early on. And then he would sort of ramp up as the season would go along. And he, you know, his teams were finishing like fourth in the conference yeah. and making the finals. The last two years in LA, he's gone hard from the beginning. So he has shifted his regular season focus. And that is one of the things that has happened. One of the reasons he was sort of, you know, just hanging around the top three all those years is that he didn't go all, all out in the regular season. Well, he shifted and that's, you know, all right. So there's case by case. There's a couple of cases I want to go over here. That are getting that are that are complicated. Just one more point, uh, Brian, yeah. that we we yeah. talked about that I wanted to just bring up. I also think that the Anthony Davis situation could loom large over how this plays out. Now we'll see. Um, we'll see what the long term situation is with his Achilles. He's got tendinosis in his Achilles tendon. He didn't play uh, their last game against the Thunder, but he has not had quite the same numbers this year as so he has Anthony in the past. Davis is, Anthony Davis got no, no, got no votes. You know, you routinely hear people say, well, the Lakers have two top five players, et cetera. Anthony Davis is not on this ballot um, at all. He got no votes. No um, votes. 15 guys got a vote, at least one vote. He got none. He has played fine this year um, and had some moments where he's been good. But... His numbers are slightly down. 
and his shooting percentages are good. Um, some of the best of his career, but his numbers are down and his minutes are down, but very slightly. And he's been dealing with this Achilles thing, tendinosis, which, you know, I am not a doctor, but tendinosis is slightly more serious than tendinitis. It well, I went that, to college for eight years. And so I can, you know, I'm close <laughs> as you get to a doctor and I can tell you that as well. <laughs> Thank you. Tendinosis means that your ligament, I believe if I'm not wrong, your ligament has some damage in it. And let me tell you a ligament you don't want to have damage in, the Achilles. And Dave McMenamin, you know, broke this story um, <laughs> shortly after we recorded the pod on Sunday. I wish we had known first. Good time, but, um, Mac 10. Uh, and he said this has been bothering him for a while. Now, look, I, again, he may rest this for 10 days and might come back and be fine. Anthony Davis has not been – and look, he had a short offseason, all that stuff. He had his contract. He was late to start training camp. But I'm just saying, Anthony Davis has not quite been the Anthony Davis from last year. All that matters is he is the, he, that he is in the playoffs. And maybe he will be, and we'll forget about this altogether. But it is worth pointing out that I don't think he's 100% right. And it shows not only in his stats, but in this vote that he is not at all, not on any ballots. Um, well, and if you uh, look over the past couple games, when he did not look right against Detroit, and did not play against the Thunder, two of the worst teams in the league, the Lakers had to go to overtime, and LeBron had to play heavy minutes to win those games, right? And that's kind of where I'm talking about where his role in this could come in. Because, like, say Davis is kind of at the same level or isn't able to play for a bit. If the Lakers are able to win a bunch of games without Anthony Davis or with Anthony Davis playing at a level below what people expect of him, that's going to be another uh, – line on the, the pro side of the LeBron argument, right? If Anthony Davis is not able to play at that level or he misses some games and the Lakers lose several games and they drop down the standings a little bit, that's going to be on the negative side of the argument, right? So oddly, even though he wasn't listed on the MVP ballot at all, like he could end up playing a pretty big role, I think, in how this comes down at the end. Because again, we're talking about what's probably going to be a pretty tight vote. And it, you know, little things like that could really shift it one way or the other. And, right, let's you know, talk about about... winning matters in this a lot, right? And so Jokic, they've lost, uh, they've lost four or five. So Jokic has has taken a little dip uh, in these last five games. He's averaging thirty six, ten, and seven in those games. He, the yep. the one win in that stretch he, against the Jazz. It's the only loss the Jazz have had in forever. <laughs> he goes for forty seven, twelve, and five. I mean, he puts up. 50 points and 12 assists against the Kings. They lose. I guess that dents his MVP candidacy. I don't know. <laughs> well, that brings to the to the Curry situation. Curry's on a 500 team, and I'll be impressed if they stay there. They've already outachieved what I thought they would, so maybe they will. Um, you know, this has been the thing. M- most years, the MVP comes off a, off a team with a top three or four record. Steph Curry is playing... Very high-level basketball. He is the definition of a most valuable player. Um, Bradley Beal isn't on this either. He isn't on this well, list either. Come on now. But, I mean, what Bradley Beal does for the Wizards is not that much different than what Curry does for the Warriors, except the Warriors actually win some games. That's a, that's uh, a, big, that's a big but. Okay, but, the, you know, they're 500. So so Steph Curry is, what, seventh? And he's not seventh because we he's seventh because of their because of their record. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is playing uh, like he is 100% full 
Steph Curry. Like this isn't, you know, a, a diminished version of Steph. He is as good right now as he ever was. And, you know, I, I watched him in person twice last week. He was unbelievable in both games. I mean, it's he's a couple of the shots that he hit in that Dallas game. Like, I can't remember the exact scenario, so I may be describing it wrong, but I, I think there was a, uh, there was a, uh, there was a switch and it m- might've been Kleba on him or it might've been Dwight Powell. And the guy is draped all over him at the top of the key. And he like takes one of those explosive, mm-hmm. like escape dribbles to the right where he like goes five feet in the air to his right. And he just shoots the ball like off balance, straight up in the air just to get the shot off over the seven footer. The ball is freaking 20 feet in the air if it's a foot. And the damn thing just goes splashing down through like it came but, out of a machine. I mean, he gets off shots that you're like, how did he even get that shot off? And then you're surprised if it didn't if it doesn't go in. And then you're all up on his, you know, all up on him to try to take away the 30-foot step back. And he's, you know, into the lane, you know, finishing with some beautiful scoop at the uh, at the, at the rim. I mean, the guy pulls up in transition, full speed, stop on a dime, pull up on the half court logo, <laughs> and uh, honestly, like he, when you're watching him, he make when he's playing like this, you laugh out loud about six or eight times a game because you just can't, like you just can't believe what this dude is doing. So what do you do? Well, I mean, I think I, I mean, I think it's it's a it's a this kind of gets to the next group of guys on the ballot in general, right? Like Kevin Durant has been, you know, he's arguably had the best comeback from an Achilles injury in the history of the league, right? And He's shooting uh, 53% overall. It's not bad. It's not bad. And he's taking tough shots. Right. And he, so he has been great. You know, Kawhi Leonard has been great. He's playing back-to-backs again. Um, He's playing a lot of games. The Clippers are, I I don't think they, they maybe are a game behind Utah and the Lakers, but they're right in the same mix. Steph has been incredible. I mean, like you're talking, Damian like what Lillard. they were saying, like Damian Lillard's Lillard. been incredible, he right? He's nowhere in the mix. That team. Yep, and he's, nowhere, that team. and he's nowhere in the mix at all. But like, Lillard did you know, not we have vote. Now we haven't mentioned the Jazz, who I, I think there's a healthy debate over who is their MVP candidate. But yeah, I mean, summing up, summing up the Jazz to your point, McMahon, I've never had any team get more than two players have a single have more than a vote or have one or more votes in this poll. And they got three guys to get a vote now. They, but they were also from 11 to 15 in the right. balloting, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Mike Conley, um, which both speaks to the fact that they don't necessarily have a guy that's seen as a top five or 10 guy uh, by people in the league, but they have a pretty damn good ensemble cast, which is why they're tearing things up right now. You know, they've lost. So there's 17 of 18. Is that right? Sixteen of seventeen. Sixteen of seventeen. Okay. They lost the Knicks. They lost to the Knicks and the Nets back to back in New York, and since then have been annihilating. They're terrible doing it, and yeah, the (laughs) loss that they had out of that seventeen game stretch was the game in Denver, where the Nuggets went fifteen of seventeen on threes in the first half. Yeah, and still only won by like (laughs) ten. So it took literally one of the greatest shooting performances in NBA history. In a noon game on a Saturday or a Sunday, I can't remember which it was. Um, that's their loss in the last month, or whatever. Yeah, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. Um, it really all is. right, but so Steph is like I don't. 
I'm not going to like if somebody says to me, I'm going to vote for Steph Curry for MVP. I'm not going to sit there and like square off with them. Right. No, he's been great. I mean, there's, you could argue there's somewhere between six and six or seven legitimate candidates. Like you could, like Giannis's numbers are not, are right, a little we'll bit lower than last Giannis year. One second. We'll talk no, about I know, but I'm just saying like you could, you could argue between Giannis, Kawhi, Durant, Curry, and the three guys we've talked about. Like, I think all of them, if you, if you'd say to me, I'm voting for that guy for, for, you know, I'm giving that guy a first place MVP vote. You can make a completely defensible, rational argument that I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say that's crazy for sure. They all have a real case. And so don't you think that that all favors LeBron? Because when the, when the, if you're looking at, at breaking a tie, you, you default to the resume. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think LeBron is currently on top because there isn't a clear leader into your, like, the, like you said on Sunday, like LeBron is kind of the default front runner if there isn't one. And right now right. there isn't one. And I think and what will be way. interesting is if as the season goes on, it becomes a two horse race with somebody else, say it's Embiid or somebody else. And then it comes down to the merits of the argument. That's where I think things get interesting. If it stays anything close to now, I think you're right. I think LeBron has a really good shot. And by the way, the other name that we haven't mentioned is the guy who finishes top three every single season, pretty much. Uh, and, and that's Harden. Of course, he kind of forfeited his yeah. his right to be a candidate this year with the way he left Houston and then and joining a team that had two established superstars. All right. So I guess I got a trivia question, which is brought to you by CarMax. Don't just buy a car. Love your car with the new CarMax Love Your Car Guarantee. Here is the trivia question. There are four guys who have averaged 25 points over the course of their first three seasons. Okay. Luca is trying to become the fifth. Um, he's averaging 25.2 over his first three seasons. Um, he's averaging about 28 this year. Um, you guys want to take a guess at the other four guys who averaged in total 25 points a game over their first three years? Wilt Jordan. Wilt is no. What? Oh, over the last 40 seasons. Oh, well, geez. well that's, okay. a, that's, that's, a, that's a bit of there's an a, important quality. There's a lot of math involved <laughs> here. Sorry. There's a I'm whole sorry. lot over of math involved seasons. here. Was, was, McMahon right about, was McMahon right about Jordan? Yeah. Jordan is number one in the last 40 years, 31.7. I would um, imagine LeBron is also on that list. I don't think LeBron so. averaged 26.5. Okay. Okay. okay, I was surprised because I know he was lower than that uh, his rookie year. Uh, is KD on there? KD averaged 25.3. Okay, so we're missing one. Ah, last 40. Not Bird, is it? No. Bird wouldn't quite fit that. This guy, this guy won one MVP award in multiple championships. Oh, um, no. Not Kobe. Sha Shaq? Shaq. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan. That's unlimited high-speed data and 5 gigabytes of hotspot for just $45 a month. Get nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. So why pay a whole lot for your data when you can get unlimited for a whole lot less? The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's always showtime at BetMGM Sports. And you can make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 when you sign up with code HOOP1000. 
Don't let another game day go by without having the ultimate sports betting app in the palm of your hand. Discover nonstop excitement with BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and dozens of betting options, including live wagers, props, parlays, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is or how you like to wager, find out why there's nothing like getting a W at the king of sportsbooks. So use code HOOP1000 and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Download the BetMGM app today and sign up. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to enter. Arizona, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, and Virginia. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE or text hope and wide 467 In Tennessee, call the red line at 800-889-9789. In Mississippi, call 1-888-777-9696. Sports betting is void where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada. All right, so that's Luca. Now, at the start of the season, Luca was number one on the sports books to win uh, MVP. On this straw poll, he only was on two ballots got two third place votes he's ninth uh obviously dallas has been a bit of a disappointment mcmahon um you, you Lucas can't, put up... you, no you can't vote for a guy when his team's near the bottom of the conference standings it's I just agree. that simple and look they're 11 of 14 i mean they if they get on a little roll here they've i mean they're not i think they're four games out of fourth right now um it's it's not uh let me, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he gets back in, yeah, the four games out of fourth. It's not out of the realm of possibility that he gets back in the conversation. But you know, he's he is pretty far back in the race. I mean, it would it would take some pretty historic stuff for him to make up that much ground. Well, and why did we think Luca was such a strong candidate in the off season? Right? They Dallas was a team that we thought would take a step forward. A yep. and B in a weird season where there was going to be a compacted schedule and a lot of games bunched up, people thought that a lot of these veteran players, guys like LeBron in particular, would be not playing every game. It would not be playing quite at the same level as usual because they were trying, they'd be trying to manage getting through the season a little bit. And that would have a young guy with really young legs who'd blown up in his second season an opportunity to come in and win the award this year, right? And what's happened, frankly, a bit of a surprise to me, we've seen LeBron play every game. We've seen Kevin Durant coming off an Achilles playing huge minutes. Um, Steph has stayed healthy. Kawhi Leonard is playing back-to-backs, right? Like all these guys who I would have thought would have been taking their foot off the gas a little bit have mm-hmm. arguably like put it down harder even. So well, you combine I'm- Dallas's performance with that, and that's how you have Luka in the spot he's in in the, in the ballot. And Luca didn't come in in great shape. He got off to a little bit of a slow start, yep. and their rotation was wrecked by COVID. They went into a rut. You know, having said all that, he's averaging basically twenty-eight, nine, and nine. <laughs> right, it's, 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 <laughs> he's still I'm, pretty I'm, good. It's hard, it's hard to say that's a down year for a twenty-one-year-old. And you know, I sat and watched a game on Saturday night where Steph Curry had fifty-seven points, and Luca was the best player on the floor. So that was a great uh, game. Oh my God. It's it's definitely on the short list of just the most entertaining basketball games that I've ever been able to watch live for sure. 
I mean, uh, Curry, just his shot making. But you know what? Luca's shot making in that game. Yeah, Luca hit the one um, step. You know, he hasn't been shooting well on the threes, but he pretty much clinched the game with a three. He, he is, he's starting to find his three-pointer. And in that game, he was 7 of 12. He batted less than 100 in, uh, in December, which is just a few games, and then was sub-300 in January. And, you know, he's, he's shooting it pretty well. Uh, in fact, not that he's ever going to, you know, you don't expect him to be, he's never going to be Steph Curry. He's never going to be a 45% high volume three point shooter. But when he's shooting 35, 37% from three, I don't, you know, I, I, you really can't guard the guy. Um, by the way, I mentioned earlier that Lillard wasn't on the ballot. I, I was wrong. He, he was 13th. He was on three ballots in fifth place. So I want to correct myself. Um, so the two time MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo whose team is not killing it, but has been near the top of the standings in the East all season. He gets no first-place votes in the straw poll, no second-place votes, only five third-place votes. He's seventh, sorry, sixth. And I've said this before, but Tim, or Bontemps, is there any scenario this year in which after... You know, again, I think this is a carryover. It's sort of the other side of the LeBron debate. Is there any scenario in which Giannis could win the MVP this year? Well, you say his team isn't killing it. They are 16-8, and eight, which is second in the East. They have a net rating of 10.1, which is a, a historic net rating. And they have the league's best offense, right? So I, I would say they've been pretty damn good. And yeah, across I the guess board, that's a, that's a fair point. But I'm just saying, it, like, they're not like last year where they were like no, out front. No, by no, no, no I'm agreeing with you. And to your point, like, Giannis's numbers across the board are virtually identical to last year. His points are down a couple points a game. His rebounds are down a couple points a game. It's exactly the same number of assists, the exact same number of turnovers, the exact same number of, uh, of steals. He's shooting almost I, the exact field goal percentage he shot last year. Like he's shooting a little bit less. The reason his points are down is because he's taking less shots, which you would think was a good thing. Right. Spreading it around. Right. No. And their offense is the best offense in the league. Better than the, right. better than the Clippers, better than the Nets, like it better than the Nets, even after James Harden. Right. I mean, they've been, uh, they've been destroying teams offensively. So uh, like his season has been great, but to your point for him to win the MVP award after the way things went in the playoffs and the fact that he won it twice in a row. I mean, remember, there's three guys in the history of the league that have won three MVPs in a row, uh, Will, Russell, and Larry Bird. And to get on that level, <laughs> you'd have to do something pretty insane this year, right? And for as good as he's been, the the Bucs have just been really, really good. And they probably would have had to be, you know, 22 and 2 right now instead of 16 and 8 for him to have a real shot. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, this stuff is driven as much by narrative as it is by the results on the court, which is why, you know, we're, we've talked so much about LeBron that, you know, maybe getting a, a fifth MVP, what if it's a tie and it's the same reason why Giannis isn't going to win a third straight MVP, unless it's clearly not a tie or anything close to it, because, you know, people are just going to vote for somebody different. Well, and, and, and you mentioned the other names who have been three time or, or three straight MVPs, or even if you want to get into the pretty short list of three-time MVPs, and these are absolute, you know, all-time greats. And it's hard to justify. Again, it's a regular season. It's, it's an award for one regular season, but it is hard to justify 
giving three straight to a guy who has yet to take his team to the finals, much less won a championship. I agree. And that is why, you know, the, it reminds me of the Steve Nash stuff, you know, not Nash was a controversial back-to-back -back MVP award winner. And so again, even though we're supposed to evaluate this season on this season only, there's baggage. Yeah. I mean, to, to Tim's point, there's eight guys that have won three or more MVPs. Kareem won six. Bill Russell and Michael Jordan won five. Wilton LeBron have won four. Moses Malone, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson have all won three. And by the like, way, I it, think I think that list also explains why LeBron started lobbying for this MVP you know, before last season was even, was even over to get, to get to five, to get even with Jordan, that that's pretty meaningful. Yeah. And you know, the thing about it is how many years do we really think LeBron could have won the MVP? Like pick I know he's been close, last, but how many last 15, know, pick a year from the last 15. Well, the one that gets under his skin is 2011 his first year in Miami when Derek Rose won. That's that's to me. That's the one that he has the best case for, and you can and there there's plenty of you can make it you can make you know arguments why he shouldn't have won it that year. But to me, if you're going back over the past several seasons, that's the one that I would look at and say if you're trying to find him a fifth one where he should have won it, right. that was the one he should have won. I mean, with the exception of his first in L.A. when he got hurt, he could have been MVP any year. Sure. Okay, so that year. Okay, so he'd won the previous two MVPs. So again, he's he's under kind of the same scenario that, right. that Giannis is under. He wins. No, he had been to the finals before, so it's not apples to apples. The previous two years, he is on the number one overall seed, wins the MVP, and he is viewed as having taken a bleep in the series with Boston. Whether that's fair or not, still one of the more controversial series he's ever played. Um, so, and then leaves Cleveland and joins, you know, the Miami team that is deemed by some people as weak. Okay. I mean, ironically, so, it's sort of a similar situation to the one that Giannis is in now. Well, he didn't leave the team. No, but I'm saying he'd, he'd won yeah, the but, two prior MVPs and he'd had a rough playoffs the year before. Right. And so people are kind of casting an eye, like, is this, can this guy be a champion? You know, gets knocked out in the second round the year before. So he goes to Miami and granted his stats are going to go down. Because he's playing with Wade and Bosch. So he averages three fewer points a game, one and a half fewer assists, same rebounds, um, shoots a little higher percentage. And that team wins, I think they won like 56, 57 games. But they started out, you know, nine and eight. Um, and Derek Rose is on a 60 win team that goes three and oh against. Uh, the Heat in that season. And there's a whole bunch of games that year where Derrick Rose carries the Bulls down the stretch. Tibbs' first year as coach, um, that that uh, that style is sort of lighting the league on fire. But that year, Rose plays 81 games, averages 25 points, seven assists, eight assists, four rebounds. Um, you know, the stats are, stats are kind of in LeBron's favor, but again, you know, the Bulls and Rose beat him on the floor. Now, in the playoffs, the Heat beat him 4-1. But that one, LeBron thinks he had to pay a price for the decision. He views that as his tax for the decision. Um, 
So he and then he wins the next two. Okay. Then his last year in Miami is the year Durant wins it. Yeah. Um, Durant was unbelievable that year. Yeah. Durant had one of the greatest PER seasons in league history. Right. He, he um, deserves that one. The next two years, Stephen Curry's team won 67 and 73 games. I think right. that's and pretty the, hard Steph to argue though, those. And, and Steph uh, is unanimous the second year. Okay. So then Westbrook wins it. That year, the Cavs were a good team that was sort of basking the championship glow. Kyrie had a great year. Um, well, in that year, you could argue, I mean, both Kawhi and James Harden were closer competitors for that award that year uh, to Westbrook than LeBron was. I mean, that was that was one of the deepest races we've had. But, um, you know, Kawhi's team won a ton of games, and he was awesome. And Harden was unbelievable. You know, Westbrook really won that award by becoming the first person to have a triple-double, uh, well, triple-double since Oscar Robertson. Westbrook also had the narrative of carrying that franchise when Durant left, and Westbrook that year in the clutch was absolutely dominant. And, and that's and the one time anybody in recent memory has, to Tim's point, like he got that team in the playoffs when they weren't supposed to, and that's why that's the only time in recent memory anybody's won the award when they weren't a t- on a, one of the best teams. Ron got one first-place vote that year. He finished fourth. So he can't say that year he should have had it, right? No, for sure. So – you know, again, I'm looking for the year where he should have he should have had it. No, I mean, people will make you know. Look, people would point to last year. I think wrongly. You know, our, our good friend David Meneman made that case the other day. I disagree with that, and it was not really that close of a vote. And like I said, I think if you look back, Derrick Rose winning MVP in 2011, I think you could make the case that LeBron should have won that award. I also think you could make the case to your point on the pod on Sunday, Brian, that. You know, he could have or should have won that award when Kobe won it in 2008. But Kobe was but that would have been LeBron's first. And, you know, right. No, for sure. It's kind of a, again, it's a, it's kind of a similar situation to this year. Right. Yeah. Like I, that's what makes this a really interesting race. Like LeBron, LeBron right now is in good position. But I, I thought, you know, with where Embiid is in, in the voting and where his team is and kind of the overall setup, I think it's going to be a really fascinating race because you have several guys with compelling narratives and, you know, depending on how this shakes out, I, I do think it's a pretty wide open race, despite the fact that you see the headline, LeBron is leading the voting. You think, oh, it's a shoe in LeBron's going to win his fifth MVP. So LeBron, and so just to finish this up in 2018, his last year in Cleveland, where there was a whole period of the year where in my view, LeBron kind of shut it down to try to force the Cavs into making trades, which worked. Uh, he finished second to Harden. Uh, Harden got 86 of the 101 votes. And, and so LeBron got year, that was Harden's second straight year leading the league in scoring, and the the Rockets had the best record in the league. Yeah, that was yeah. that's not a, that was not a debate. So, so again, you don't say that LeBron shouldn't have won. Like you don't say he was robbed there. Nope. So really, you know, like he probably he you could make the case, and, he, and then and then the next year he gets hurt and. And then the fall, so 2018-19, he's injured. 2019-20 is last year he finished his second. So, in fairness, he probably, he maybe, you could maybe make the case that he should have five. Right. He hasn't been like. And it would have been five in a row. <laughs> yeah. But, again, he he comes off, a, he comes, he has some baggage there. 
even if he stays in Cleveland, he has the same right. baggage that Giannis has this year, which is two. You know, he was great in the playoffs when they lost his first year in the MVP. It wasn't like Giannis in that way, but he was he was not at the top of his game in the playoffs. They lose in the second round. No, he didn't even finish second in 2011. I don't remember where he finished. You know, I'm remember. looking at it. he finished third. Guess who finished, finished third second? behind Dwight? You could argue yeah. Dwight. I think was Dwight. I think was more deserving than Derrick Rose was that year. Anyway, but that's a whole other debate. Yeah. So LeBron. So that year, just. <laughs> So they 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 had more they had more MVP votes back then. I think they had mm-hmm. like 115 or 120 maybe. Uh, Derrick Rose got 113 votes out of the out of the 122 he got 113. He won in a landslide. Yep. Yeah. And Dwight was second. Uh Dwight and LeBron were close. Uh, LeBron had actually more first place votes. He had four. Dwight had three, but LeBron finished third. Well, and again, that was a that was a narrative award that LeBron was never going to win for a hundred different reasons. Right. So I'm just, you know, like, give me my respect too. Like he's not. I mean, there, there's a certain amount of respect that comes with being uh, top five in the MVP voting in 14 of the last 15 seasons. It's the one exception good. being the year that he got hurt. It's, it's pretty good. And also we have, you know, people like Rachel, you know, like our colleague and friend, Rachel Nichols, who've been arguing for a decade, they need to create a new award. So LeBron, I, I know, but they don't have that award right now. And I no, 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 find... no, but I'm, I'm saying to LeBron's point, I'm saying to Tim's point about the respect that comes with it. Like there's literally people saying, you know, Rachel, it's a good argument. She makes like, Hey, there should be an award for who's the best player. And if he if that award existed, he probably would have won it the last ten years in a row. I also will point out in 2016 and 2020, he won Finals MVP, and he came reasonably close to winning. Uh, he was within shouting distance of Finals MVP in two of the, uh, you know he got multiple votes on the losing team in in two of those three years that they lost to the Warriors. So it's not like his trophy case is bare. Um, so, um, all right. Well, uh, Tim Bontemps, I was uh, glad you did this story. Um, some years, I think it's uh, something that the media kind of creates the discussion about MVP just to sort of do it because it's, it's something that fires people up. This year, I think it's going to be something that's going to be uh, talked about and analyzed, and I, people are going to be fired up about it in uh, in various ways as this goes along. And uh, this straw poll is a... It's more reliable than the political poll, <laughs> uh, because like I said, you know, there's, you know, you went out and talked to people who are actually going to vote, and it's not just a very small sampling. Um, the margin of error here is, uh, is very small. But uh, thank you, Mr. Band McMahon. Thank you, Mr. Bontemps. Thank you to Troy Farkas, who is producing. I hope everybody has a great rest of their week, and we will talk to you next week. Man, I had all kinds of ammo for getting to another jazz conversation. How would you love a chance to save some money on car insurance? Geico can help. Switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com to get a rate quote and get started seeing how much you could save.